So you know how like in the 90s, particularly, like with DVD, it's not DVDs, CDs were becoming a big thing. And then there was like the secret track. Oh yeah. It became the big thing of, 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 of CDs was to put a secret, like way at the end. At the end, yeah. Of your, of your thing. Um, and you know, like people would never find it except when you, you were playing music in the background and completely ignoring you forgotten you're playing anything and then suddenly something weird starts yep. hearing. Um, well, Steve, Steve Byer did something like that, didn't he? Like on one of his... On one of his... Oh, at the end of Side A, at the end of Side A, on, he said, well, I used to listen, you've got to turn the people, you've got to turn the tape over and if you listen on CD, you don't have to turn the tape over and all that. So, I know DC Talk had one on the Jesus Freak album. I remember that. That was, yeah, that was a, that was, was a big one. Jars of Clay was kind of the first really interesting one for me because that was an epic, that was nearly half an hour of Dead Space <laughs> at the end of their first album. And then what they play is like a whole bunch of just random clips of like, the tuning or the setting up in the studio. Um, <laughs> just weird little interactions and noises of, of people. Anyway, I bring that all up because I feel like Back to the Rock 2 is like the secret track at the end <laughs> of his career. <laughs> it's just this random, weird little thing way, way, way in the back there um, that if you kind of just, if you've forgotten about it and you're just hanging around suddenly, it appears on your radar. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of where I came to after listening to it. Um, so, yeah. Um, and I, I don't know, like it's, I think you and I, it sounds like you and I are kind of of the same opinion about the album. I was very curious as to what you thought of it. Um, I'm very curious as to what kind of a response we'll get. If there's anyone who's still listening to us, um, how, how they... We don't have our fans that are waiting. We might, might have been waiting. We might alienate them after this. I don't know because um, I won't give the spoiler part, but... Uh, this um, album will come last in the tally. So, we, no, I'm going to save that until we get to talking about that. <laughs> Dave, you probably have got a more complete picture than I do mm-hmm. of some of the background of it. I've got a little bit of information, um, but I'm missing a couple of players in, in the whole scenario. So I'm going to need you at least filling some gaps. But mm. So, Back to the Rock was a pretty solid hit for, for what it was, right? Yeah. Like, it, it, did really, it performed really respectably. I, I mean, as a nostalgia piece for the band, but, you know, we, we both reiterated how much we enjoy, we enjoy that album and we enjoy the idea of the classic lineup. Um... I'm piecing together a, largely a comment that Greg Vols made when he did his interview with you. Mm-hmm. And it was a really fleeting one. And it was almost an under-the-radar thing towards the end there. And it was talking about 
this, what has become, is it, is it classic Petro revival or classic Petro resurrection? I'm getting both in various places. Well, it, it, it's never formally been said. It was CPR because they couldn't use classic Petro at the time. And it went, there was various for both revival or resurrection. And now, now the, they are able just to use that the name Classic Petra for the band, so they don't even bother with the CPR thing. Oh, I see. Okay. Because I remember him talking about following the Back to the Rock experience, mentioning he, how he thought it would be great to keep, to keep this going. Mm-hmm. And then making a very quick comment about how one of the reasons why it couldn't in the way he initially wanted, or he, he, it wasn't a simple matter of approaching it, was something that was caught up in music rights and, um, and label you know, label rights um, and and ownership over the music. And he making a comment about how that just shouldn't be a consideration. That just shouldn't be the way it is. It's a real, you know, it's a real pity that that's the kind of thing. But there, there you go. Um, yeah. So it's... If I were really, really cynical, Dave, um, if I were really cynical, it'd be like Greg X Falls was a guy who missed having a significant career and then discovered that then if he were trucking with the Petra name and the Petra brand, uh, he'd have something really to work with and really to go on. And there are a bunch of guys who are willing to do it um, except, except the key player. Except the key player. I, I, I also probably should... I've said that little part mm-hmm. partly because I want to acknowledge that that's thinking that people have and it's understandable that it's out there. Um, but I want to immediately discredit that as being... It's ungracious for a start. Um, but it's also... Having, you know, again, having listened to that interview with Greg and bits and pieces here and there. I actually, I have a genuine thing. I think there is a genuine thing of like, we once talked about the whole thing of, of Petra being a ministry, not a band. Yeah. And the opportunity to minister that it creates. And that's what, that's what he wants to do. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and I imagine the other band, the members that are with him currently and have been, you know, mm. in, in the various iterations of classic Petra, so, yeah, it, it's easy to think cynically about this project in particular. Um, and I think it's just good to you know, be reminded that, yeah, look, it's, it's gospel ministry that people are after. Yeah. Um, and what he's looking for is the biggest key to the biggest door that he can find. Mm. It happens to be Petra. Um, and I don't know if there was any... Feeling 
there are, I've got this subtle hint that maybe things weren't right. I think, I think that from things I've heard and read and from things that Greg said when we interviewed him, when I interviewed him, I, I think that um, he, um, he and Bob have a different vision, I think, at times and a different thoughts about how the business side of things would would or should run and I think in the end they can work together for a time but their differences end up I think they recognise that they can't work projects together long term because mm. their, their different approach, different philosophy is um just comes back up yeah and that's that ties in with um that that ties in with stuff i've heard about why greg left originally yeah like yeah he had he had his yeah, family yeah. issues and and his desire to do but the the family issues is, is is a key thing but there's also a desire to do some solo projects but i think that was a result of some of the issues that have been cropping up and yeah so and, and that's that's speculation that's but i think you know i've i've heard definitely that he and bob have different thoughts about how the business side of of, of music ministry would, would go yeah so yeah so uh, so the question yeah i mean there, there was kind of that question of like greg obviously had most of that crew still willing to work on something. You know, that was th three out of the five from 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 the Back to the Rock album. Yeah. Um, and enough buy-in from... Well, who... So it was... I... So who, uh, can, can, just, before, just before we go any further, yeah. and you're going to have to edit this out if we're, are we actually, is this our podcast, or because we, we didn't do our intro? No, we didn't. Okay, I'm just asking. Okay, like I said, yeah, it's a secret this track, Dave. This is a secret yeah. episode. Okay, then we'll do that little bit out. Um, so, Ron, you're talking about Ronnie, Ronnie Kate's on base. So, Ronnie, so Ronnie Kate's comes back in for... I guess Mark, Mark, Mark Kelly. Mark Kelly went Mark, back to Kelly. Did he, yeah, he, Mark he, Kelly didn't come back. No, that's right. So Ron, Ronnie Kate's come in, but um, but Ronnie Kate recorded the tracks. Yeah, and then, from my understanding, um, that then he, then he was sad about health struggles. Oh, I see. So, so the brainchild of all this, like, some of the interviews I've heard and read, the brainchild of this actually comes partly from Greg, but also partly from Louie, because Louie really, really felt like wanting to record another album, and then someone actually approached Louie and said, Louis, I've heard Louie share this, that said that um, uh, they felt that, you know, the guys should record another album actually gave donated some money towards 
the production costs. And so that's how the that's how the album sort of started coming. But at this point Greg and Bob were weren't working together. Bob Bob had actually, you know, the the the, the name you with know, the, the name Petra Band had um had done started to do some more reunion concerts at times with, with John and you know, with John Schlitt and um you know, Greg Bailey and, and the old and Christian Borneo at that point. Um so yeah, so there was the yeah, Louis sort of came back to the guys with let's record another one. So Mark Kelly wasn't had had returned to um, what he was doing. I think I don't know if he's doing other ministry work or, or what what that was, but Mark Kelly um, didn't wasn't available. So they brought in Ronnie. Ronnie recorded, but before they were even able to start to before the album even was released, um, they announced that Ronnie was struggling with with health issues and, and asked people to pray for him and stuff like that. Um, and so that happened at the time. And uh, they brought in, for, for, for guitars, Greg brought in um, a guy named Kirk Henderson, who... Okay. Kirk Henderson was Greg's guitarist when Greg went solo in 85. Right. So that he's, known, he's known Kirk Henderson for years. They went, they, I, I believe they, go, they went to the same church. Um, Kirk Henderson had, had done the first couple of solo albums with um, with uh, with Greg, um, and uh, and then I think as Greg's Greg sort of wasn't focused on on the, the, the sort of ministry being a, the, the the primary focus of his of his life for a while. Kirk Henderson did a few other few other things, and so when Greg was putting this project together, he um and, and knew that Bob wouldn't be a part of it, he reached out to, to Kirk. I think that, I think there's that sort of long association, someone he trusts, someone he, he is confident and, and believes is is a strong enough guitar player to be able to to take on that role. Okay. So that that's how the that's how the, the, the team that have recorded the album came about. The irony is the, 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 what I find ironic is that when Ronnie or well, Ronnie Cates had to sort of step aside from from the project, so we recorded. But when they actually started doing concerts, they're doing Greg Bailey. That guy is such a workhorse. Oh my goodness! He would yeah. just he would just show up to anything. Yeah, and and what I find interesting now is between classic Petra and when he started with. Regular Petra, we call it regular Petra, mainstream Petra. I don't know how you how you, how you differentiate the two here now, but yeah, you know, playing with Petra and then coming into this CPR classic Petra project, hmm. he um he's now been the longest serving bass player Petra have ever had. Now I understand he hasn't toured full time. That hasn't been a full time life commitment, as in every day for years and years because Petra aren't touring that way anymore yeah. and he still plays with both bands as does John Lowry John yeah. Lowry is, is playing he's, with both incarnations of the band now he's the other one John Lowry strikes me as, as, the, as the man who gets along with everybody mm. and just wants to, to do whatever he can to help anybody's project yeah, yeah. because he he this was he produced this right this yes. is done in his yeah and I think it was done in his studio yeah. yes yeah, so, 
Yeah, so utilized his, and I guess it comes back to what we were talking about last episode, not um, yeah, last episode and the the um, two guys from Petra episode where we talked about sort of the rise of the in-house projects and doing it doing it yourself, and and, and so you know they used John, but having said that, they used John Lowry's studios for the last album for classic for Back to the Rock classic Petra, so. Um, it, that that's not an out, outside of the box thing, you know. They they just back in and, and, and John Larry doing that work. So yeah. yeah, so that's sort of how the how the the the, the second album came about, how the different members of the band came about. So it's a very very interesting mix because you've got you've got Greg, Louis, and John Lowry from that. 85 to, you know, that 83 to 85 incarnation of the band, the, the, that classic Petra. Classic, yeah, yeah. Then you've brought in Ronnie Cates, who's the dream team member. Everyone, you know, sort of looks at Ronnie as, as you know, maybe the best bass player Petra ever had. Um, you know, that, 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 that can be talked about now. I've really enjoyed Mark Kelly's work when we, as we've done this, um, yeah. done this journey. And um, and then you've brought in an, a, a new, you know, Kirk Henderson um, to 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 be a part of that. And of course, uh, and now um, I, I'm aware that Kirk's actually not touring. He's gone off to do some other ministry stuff now. So when Classic Petra play, they have a another guitarist now. I'm not sure. Paul um, Carson. Paul Carson. Yeah. So so it's just yeah, they're, they're bringing it in, and um, you know, obviously it creates a different feel, different atmosphere. But I think. You know, like you said, there, there's a desire to continue the ministry, and I think Greg really had a desire to continue. I think having done the classic Petra project, Back to the Rock project, I think the ministry bug got got him again, like really got him. And he, there's, it's almost been since classic Petra, there's been a resurgence for him doing. The, the the ongoing classic petrol work now, and the the subsequently is is looking at as I said before releasing a a, a new solo album. So you know it, I, I think it's great that that there is you know there's been fruit that's coming out of out of um, the original reunion, We're dating all the way back to farewell, being Greg being brilliant that. So absolutely. So and I I think we we can't. The following conversation is couched in that fact, is that we admire and we respect uh, the work, the gospel work that Greg does, the heart that he has to share. And the whole, and the, and the, and the whole team. Yeah. So the whole, yeah, the whole team, everybody there. Um, the heart and the desire to share the gospel with the audiences that they play to. Mm. Um, and, you know, for, furthermore, we, you know, we reiterate that this is Petra. So even when Petra's not great, they're still better than most. Mm. Um, the the fundamental issue um, with this is that despite that despite the um, the very heavy roster um, of Petra, or, you know, one time Petra members, or you know. However, you want to classify the Petra family these days. Um, th this is not Petra. This sounds like a Petra cover band, and that's that is that is my that 
is a huge, I'm, that's really going to be my biggest feedback for every single song on this yeah. one. These guys playing together sound like a Petra cover band. And, and I think, I, 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 I totally agree. I, I think it's, it, it's, it's very noticeable the different style and sound that comes out in this album. And I think having listened to this album a few times as we've prepared for this, um, for this episode, I really, I just come back to what we, what we talked about when we talked about God fixation and when we talked about double take. And that is, it's just so noticeable when Bob's not a part of the project. Bob's not there. And, and that really, to me, that is the standout thing. You, you, you're hearing these songs that are so distinctive. Many of these songs so distinctive and so prominent in the ministry of Petra over the years. And some, many of several of these songs you know, have, 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 have sat in, you know, either currently in the, our, our sort of top 25 lists or were in our top 25 lists for a while before they were pushed out by other songs later on. Um, there's, there's a lot of very strong songs on here, yet the biggest thing I note is just the lack of Bob's style of playing, mm-hmm. the, the riffs that come with him. And um, and and the the prominence of the rock guitar. I mean, this this to me it doesn't just feel like a cover band. It almost feels like we've blasted back to 1985 because the keyboards are so prominent in every song. It almost feels like a keyboard-driven album until you get to just the very end. Uh, I so yeah. I mean, uh, we're, we're, I'm certainly not disagreeing with you there. Um, uh, quick, quick comment on the on the album cover before we get into the songs. Yeah, um, you you said before that you were you admired you thought it was a smart choice because legally copyright terms at, at, the, at the time at the time of the at the time of the project they weren't able to use the name Petra. Um, for, and, and, and to be, and to be, to be getting to the reality of the concept, that the name Petra is owned by, by Bob. By Bob. And, and I think John Schlitt, I think there's actually, through the, however the business side of the band is set up, when Bob left, a lot of that was handed over or, or, or moved over to John's, you know, oversight. Yeah. And, um, and I think when Bob's returned, yeah, they share that ownership, that, 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 that oversight, I think, is the better word. So at the time that they recorded this, they weren't able to use the Petra name, not for, not as a, not as a narky thing. It's not like you had Bob and John Schlitt threatening to sue them or anything like that, but I just think it was that recognition of we can't label the band Petra because we don't have Bob or John Schlitt in the project. Yeah, no, so they, they were denied that permission. Well, yeah. Yes, that's perfectly, that's perfectly yeah. right. And so they took the concept of the, the CPR, which they, they never, at the time, they didn't, you know, didn't say what it stood for. Um, there was, you know, sayings that it stood for Classic Petra Resurrection or Classic Petra Revival. The fact of the matter is they just, they referred to, them, to that project as CPR or the CPR band. Which, which is... I don't know if it's really imagery that you want to associate with something like this. I mean, it sounds like 
sounds like they're desperately trying to keep something dead. Breathing life back into it. Or maybe it's the idea they're trying to breathe life back into to the ministry. But maybe. But I do I do like the fact that because they couldn't use the name or word Petra on the album cover, they used an image of the temple at the, the very famous temple located at Petra. Yep. In, in the Middle East, um, in Jordan, which, you know, famous, famously shown in the Indiana Jones and the Crusade movie. But I think it is a really good, it's a good concept because when you see that temple, most people know that's the temple of Petra. Hmm. And, um, and so, when, while you can't use the word Petra, you're still, this is still an overflow of the ministry that Petra have had over the years, since yeah. 1972. So, yeah, you know, it, it, it certainly strikes you very clearly that's who we're talking about. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. Um, from a design point of view, though, um, I have some issues. I don't think it's the best the best image of Petra that you could possibly use mm-hmm. um, as an album cover. It's a very odd angle um, for the photograph itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate the font that they use for Back to the Rock 2. I think that that is something that I would have put on like a project when I was in grade eight in high school. Um, and if if these guys were twenty to twenty five years old and doing this in nineteen ninety five, I would have thought this logo is cool. Um, but it. It really doesn't do anything for me <laughs> as 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 a symbol, as a logo for what they are. So so that's that's it. That's my piece. That's all. <laughs> so 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 where does it sit? Does it does it does, does it unfortunately oh God, sit at the bottom? Yeah, we've got, we've got Petra Praise and and two and no doubt at the bottom of the list at the moment. Does this one come in under that? Yeah, yeah, at least. <laughs> At least No Doubt had a cohesion as an album cover. Um, this this is a clip art project. Yeah. Um, and look, you know, this wasn't... Did they even do a printing of, of this? Yes, yes, we can, we, can, we can purchase a CD. Okay. We can purchase okay. a CD. And, and for those that are listening, if you want, um, you, you can purchase a CD through Greg X um website um through his merchandise website it is available to be purchased still um there are issues uh, I, i'm not sure exactly around but there, there are issues with overseas shipping um so those of you that live in the u.s who listen to us in the u.s and if you haven't got it obviously you can you can buy a copy of this and, ha- and have it home if you haven't got it already those of us that live overseas a little bit harder mm. okay all right or or david they could buy some of these remastered vinyls that are going to a releasing of Petra's classic albums and um, and really enjoy the original versions of these songs. That's right. Um, or, or, or the the the, um, uh, the fifty years album. That's just the fifty years box set that's being released. Bob and John were, or Bob, Bob especially, actually actively involved in the project. Chose all fifty songs on the project um and um uh, our friends our friends um 
Stephen, um, Wildman and Steve, recently interviewed um, Bob and John and um, and the and the producer at Gerda Albums about that project. If you haven't listened to that, check it out. It was it's a re- really good listen, really good listen. So yeah, here's the real question, Dave. As as the preeminent experts on Petra and the authority on um, the quality and the correct order of their songs. Did Bob get it right? Does his list match our list, at least for the top 25? There are a lot of songs on our top 25 on that project. Okay. There are one or two that aren't. And, uh, and that's, that's okay. Shocking. That's, that's shocking. okay. No. <laughs> I need to get in touch with that man and tell him what you're thinking, dude. Uh, but back, back, to, back to the rock, too. Uh, back to the rock. Let's, let's get back, back to the rock, too. too. Yes. At least, at least they didn't call it Back to the Rock again. That, you know, <laughs> that would have been too hard a pill for me to swallow, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, this again is, is where I might need you to guide. So, I've, I've got an, uh, I don't know if the list I have here is the, is the album list or just the songs in some random order. But my first off, cab off the rank, does, does the album open with Hollow Eyes? It, it does. Okay. It does. And, and it's a really strange choice to open an album with. Yes. To, open, to open what would be uh, advertised as a rock album, proclaimed as a rock album from a rock band. I was really surprised that they opened with, with Hollow Eyes, um, with, with quite a mellow song. Mm. And, and yes, it's a, it's an odd choice, um, but the one pushback on the word that you said, David, is is mellow, um, and this is the the first sign that I had that something was odd. Um, I would not use the word mellow to describe what they're doing here. No, I agree. And my thing is actually. And again, like I'm going to be repeating this point over and over, but, but what actually really was distracting me, uh, look, you know, Greg's, Greg's still got a beautiful voice. Everyone's putting in solid work. They're all solid musicians. But it's in the mixing. It's in the production side of how they mix the, the tracks together for this album. It actually sounds like everyone is trying to do everything that they possibly can um, in on each of their instruments. Everyone is playing a lot. They're playing big. They're playing, you know, flourishing a lot of notes. We've got a lot of, you know, added effects on the guitars and on the keyboards. And the effect of it is that it's it, it feels like the instruments are competing with each other. To, to be heard or to take prominence during the song. That's what it felt like for me listening. It was like I, I, I noted look, I I felt yeah, they were they were doing you know, I, I, you know, it feels like they're trying to make this song more upbeat is 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 the term I use. You know, the the, the keys are carrying it. There's certainly a stronger drum beat than the original version. Um and like, so I get this idea that they're trying to upbeat it, but I feel that the structure of the song, the way the song was written, and the lyrics of the song don't really allow for that to 
it doesn't produce the result that we're hoping. I think, like like you said, it it, it comes across as a bit full um, for what it is, and, and it, it is a reflective song. It's it's a, it's it's got a very strong message, a, a great message. We talked about that on Beat the System, um, but it, it just feels that they've just put a little too much into it to probably try and make it an opening track. Um, but I just don't feel that the the, the way the song was written um, made it work. No, I, I agree with that. And that's... Um, it, it sets an odd tone for, mm. for, for, for stepping off the album. I'm also... It, it's hard to call this one a criticism um, because when... When you're like cover bands, you want them to actually try to do something different with, with a song. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, it's great to try something new. So, yeah, Hollow Eyes, I have always felt, has one of kind of an iconic um, outro mm-hmm. the song. That, that, ringing, that ringing bell with a, with a death march. Louis mm-hmm. um, playing this. this, this Stolid marching with a with a bell, just an ominous bell ringing. Um, you know, like the chime is ringing, that the, the time is drawing to a close, the hour is coming. Um, you know, we're running out of time to 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 do what we can to help help these people. Um, whereas they 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 don't do that with this one. They 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 trying for a different. Outro, but again, it, it just felt it, it. It felt a little show offy. It was like here's another chance for another lead break. But um, and I can't even think at this moment whether it was John or Kirk. Um, it, it sounded more keyboardy to me. Okay, yeah, but that that but I could be wrong. It, that's just what it sounded to me. Yeah. Hmm. So, so, and, and then you, and then you follow on Hollow Eyes. You, you start with something that's sort of traditionally not a song, and we follow it up with what. Well, we all know my feelings on this song. Before <laughs> we, we, we follow it up with the coloring song, um, and another mellow, slower yeah. song. And and what 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 really astonished me is John Lowry definitely paid tribute to John Sleek because we kept the pipe sounds and the very simplicity of the song, it, it really just sounded like a redo of the original version. In, in, in some ways, yeah. Um, it, it's funny, like I noted before, like Colin's song, I was like, given Greg's strong hand in this project, of course that's one of the songs that he's going to want to because he brought it into the band in the first place. Yeah. Um, so in one regard, you could think of it as his. I have only just this moment tweaked that the same, like, not true for Greg, but true for John. Hollow Eyes, I know, is John, John Lowry, Lowry has a very strong connection strong to that connection. song. He, yeah. he introduces it on Captured in Time and Space. Mm. It's very much a reflection of his background, his background. Um, um, so I, 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 yeah, I hadn't thought until just now that that 
I, I get that. Um, but yeah, the Conan song, it's, it's funny, I was putting my, there was a movie that came out a couple of years back called Mandy, um, which is an absolute bonkers, crazy, weird, violent, um, pseudo art house horror film. You hate it, Dave. You absolutely hate it. I adore it. It's amazing. Um, Nicolas Cage. But the villain is this weird, drugged out cult leader who's only got a cult of like six people. And he kidnaps this this young woman and um, and he's drugged her and he's going through his spiel about how he's chosen by God and stuff like that. And then he launches into hey, do you like the Carpenters? And he starts talking about folk music, and then he pulls an album out, and it's got his face on it, and he, the story, you realise that his background was that he was a folk musician, like the Carpenters, and he goes, I'm so much better though, and my music is, is the music of God, and he, and he puts it on. Anyway, the reason I go through all of that, the beginning of the song that he starts to play and the beginning of this version of the colouring song are almost identical, Dave. I was terrified when I started it's, 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 it, this. I, so the, the difference that I would say, this rendition of the colouring song sounds a lot more like that psychedelic 70s folk okay. than what Petra recorded in 80, 81. 81. Um, but it, it is largely, like, in, in terms of how they've structured it and arranged it, mm. it's not really deviating or doing anything new. Right. And, and they do, they keep it simple and it allows Greg to just, his smooth vocals just come through. It really is, it's just Greg leading this with his with his vocals and 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 very much the, 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 the band provide the support for that. And it is... You know, it's 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 solidly done. It's certainly not as um not as uh, overpowering as the, you know. Like there's not the instruments aren't overpowering each other as we mentioned in the first song. This is this is certainly kept a lot a lot simpler. Yeah. Um, Lord of this world. I was not a fan of this at all, Dave. Well, I I just came back to what I said a moment ago. We're three songs into a rock album and we haven't heard a rock song yet. It's another mellow so another another great song, another song that, that's that's a classic of the band, that's the lyrics very strong, very powerful. We've gone into all that before. Um, but it just yeah, we just got an, another another slower song and I'm I am i am sitting here going Bring it on boys, what's going on? Yeah. It's I mean, you kind of wonder what, I mean, I guess when you're, you're sitting down and you're ordering your album afterwards, you know, whoever, like, whoever's in the room making the decisions there, I feel like, I feel like Louis should have been the one who was in the room helping out at least. I, I feel like they must have rocked him out or something because, you know, I, I can't imagine him sitting there I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's just keep it real chill and mellow and slow for ages and ages and ages. Like, if, if they had to do this set, this as a set in this order live, I, I, I can't picture Louie being okay with that. <laughs> I have to imagine he'd be like, guys, let's, let's bust out Judas Kiss now, please. Let's, 
you know, let, let's 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 let a bit of energy into this into this place. Um, but uh, yeah, the, this one, you know, I mean, I've I've talked a little in the past and back on that episode about the, how fondly I regard this album, the the album, not of this world, and how much of that is tied into my admiration. Um, an appreciation for John Sleek mm. and what he did and, and how he crafted his his sound and his stuff on that album, which I just adore. So I actually, part, that's part of I really struggle because um, it's actually notable. John Larry is amazing and uh, I think he brings some really interesting stuff on it. Yeah, brings some really good work in here. He really carries these first few songs. He really oh, he does. Totally and, does. It's, yeah. and, it's, and it's good work. It's not yeah, we've got to be, I want to be very clear what we said before. That John Lowry, the work that he does is is awesome. It just it, it just feel like this song. I think if it had been wrapped in around some some more upbeat, some more rock feel songs, I think we'd be we'd be really singing the praises of this song because it just. Um, it isn't a bad. It isn't a bad variation, and John John Larry brings some really good stuff to this one. Um, and and it's it's it, you know there's some nice vocals, nice backing vocals throughout the, the song as well. And that's what they get right. I mean, not in this world is a song where yeah, it's actually really built around how the like the chorus of voices mm. interact with each other, and they they are doing that well. I'll, I'll certainly give them that. Yeah. Well, look, Dave, we're nearly, we're not quite halfway through this album, but we're almost there. Time to shift gears, right? Time to change it up, crank it up. Let's get into something really, in a really different space. Let's do an Aerosmith cover for some reason. One of the, one of the big rock bands of the 70s, 80s, even into the 90s. Surely this is the time we're going, oh no, now let's do one of their laid back, mellow kind of chill, Rock ballads. Um, what is going on? I don't know. I have no idea why this song was chosen. It it, it feels very out of place. It um, really does. It, it, I just don't feel the song has. I mean, the song is talking about dream on until your dreams come true. But I'm not sure where the spiritual message of 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 that lay. And I just, I struggled with this song being on the album. What, I'll be clear, what I do like in this song is the cello work of Greg Bailey. This is a song that brought Greg Bailey into the cello work, and it is, it is very nice. And it's, you know, he's very, very good. He's a wonderful musician. Mm. But um, I just, I just feel that this song is out of place. It doesn't fit, it, it just, it doesn't fit for me. Um, I could be wrong, and maybe, maybe some of our listeners might be able to share with us that maybe there is some spiritual dynamic to this song, but I just couldn't pick it. Poss- possibly. I mean, yeah, the only thing I've read is, is Greg's own reflection that this is his favourite Aerosmith song. Yeah. Yeah, good on you. That's great. I mean, you know... Bob Hartman probably loves, you know, some Dave Allman band song or, you know, something like that. He don't bring him in Petra. 
they did give Gold Glove Rock and Roll to you, though, so I can't go on too much about Petra not covering. You know, one of their iconic songs was a cover, so. Mm. Yeah, I love yeah, yeah, it's just it, it, it is it is difficult, but I'll, I'll give him credit. We 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 finally we come out of that. We have four songs that have really had that very laid back, that very lower feel. We, we finally get something that 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 is that is a bit of bit of classic petrol rock. Yeah, uh, because we get we get a we get the, this version of Judas Kiss. Yeah. So let me ask you, Dave. Yeah? What do you think of the intro for this one? Where are you standing on that? I, I just... Kirk Henderson plays a good intro. He plays a good riff. He, he plays solid stuff. But all I could do is think of how it didn't sound like... It didn't sound like Bob. It didn't sound like Bob. And to do... To do such an iconic Petra song, a Petra song that has been in the playlist to this day, Bob still plays this song every concert. To do it and to not nail the riff for a long time, Petra fan, that was it was it was again. Kirk Henderson is trying to bring himself into this song. He's trying to do do you know play it in his style and that's all great but like you said earlier it has that cover feel to it and it's just this is where i felt it was most noticeable that bob wasn't a part of the project yeah uh was this song the keys and the bass uh, are doing a lot of really good work in this song and and it's interesting what by the time the song hits the chorus it feels like the keyboards have taken over and uh, it doesn't feel like a guitar song anymore I, I agree, but this again was my thing. It was another. It was another occasion where it feels like some of the, the instruments are, are competing with each other mm. um, in the piece. So, but but again, yeah, it's just it's not the same technique. It's not the same style for such an iconic song. It was a it was a very risky song for this variation of the band to do. Yeah, I, 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 I think, yeah. and um, you know. I'll, I'll, of all songs you could do, actually, like mm. I don't, I don't know if there's a more instantly recognisable riff. I think it's this and Beyond Belief. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you know, um, gutsy move. Mm. Um. But into uh, what is uh, what has become my son's uh, favourite. Petra song that he will he will request ad nauseum um, and he was listening to this with me this afternoon and it came on and even he was commenting dad this isn't right <laughs> um, it's beat the system uh, and Judah wants uh, Judah wants beat the system from Captured in Time and Space all day every day um, uh, rise up rise up that's that's his favourite refrain um so how do you, uh, this, I've got to admit though, this is one that I was kind of like, uh, I suppose having heard a version of this song that I like less, um, probably worked in, in its favour. I'd say this sits, this sits in between Capturing Time and Space's version and the Beat the System album version. 
um, uh, and I'm, I'm going to I'm going to cop some flack for saying that. I think. Um, I, 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 I do on that album again. I do like some of the programming work that's done at the start of the song. It, mm-hmm. it, it creates a little bit of a different feel, and 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 it, it uh, perhaps modernises that that programming feel uh, a little bit, a little bit yeah. from, from from the first one. Um, you know, it, it, it's noticeable here. This this is a song where it became a little bit noticeable. Um, I think we talked we talked a little bit in the last album um, on on Back to the Rock uh, that there are a couple of songs where you could just note that Greg couldn't quite hit some of the notes he used to. This is a song that I felt you, you could really sense he was singing it slightly lower. Yes. Um, actually, yeah. I, I, I mean, to jump back for a second, that was noticeable in Judas Kiss as well. That is the final chorus line, just like Judas Kiss. He's not hitting that just. He was... Uh, it, it just yeah, these little things that are becoming noticeable. But look, I mean, the guy's you know he's had a long career. You know, I don't want to dump on him too much for mm. for wear and tear on. Oh, and we, we've noted the same thing about about John Schlitt John, yeah, John. on the on the farewell album. We we, we know that, that as as guys age, it, the, you know, the muscles aren't going to work quite the same. That that that's just part of getting older unfortunately yeah. um, you know but, but it just you, 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 when you're comparing songs you, you, you can just notice a little bit but I think they manage it like well, I say that you can you can hear it but it doesn't detract from, from no, no, no. It, it's good it, it carries a good energy a good vibe yeah. from, from beginning to end so yeah um yeah, no, it's it's not bad, and they do try a couple of little variations with some of the lyrics as well, like with the with the rise up, you know, rise yeah. up. Bit. They they do just try a couple of little variations in there just to you know, just to bring something different. I think you know it's not it's not a bad feel. Hmm. So we're, we're back into we're back into Sleepyland. Um, they decide to do for any on this album. Mm. Which now, when I've been my friends on before, I'm I'm very wary about overly sentimental kind of saccharine sweet songs. Um, I have to appreciate, like, you know, Bob singled this out in one of the occasions when I can't remember if it was in your interview or the occasion that I got to talk to him as well. Um, as one where there was actually quite a positive and quite a strong response to this song. I think he had, he has an affection for it. Yeah. I mean, I've got to respect that. Um, what I think, if anything makes the original version of this song work, it's the fact that it's a very, very stripped back song. Mm, yes. It's, it's, it's like Bob's playing acoustic, right? And John's just kind of playing a nice, very piano sound on the keys. Mm. Something very, we're not heavily produced. I don't even know that Louis playing anything mm. in that. This is an, this is what I could say is almost the definition of an overproduced song. Mm. Um, like they're throwing everything in here. Um, everybody make as much noise as you can. As many noises as you can. Um, so wasn't working for me. Yeah, uh, look, uh, I, I, 
we, we talked about this song on the on on the um, the Never Say Die album, and you know we, we we sort of shared about the thing. You know, I, I don't know that I don't know that it was as overdone as perhaps my perception was. I don't think it was as overdone as as you're suggesting. Um, again, you know, I felt they were trying to keep it simple enough to allow the message to be highlighted. Um, and you can definitely, again, we've got um, we've got Greg Bailey's cello coming through a little bit, which I I, I find. Yeah. Uh, again, I really like the, the the use of the cello. I think yeah. it really adds something. It actually adds something that that's not on the the original. Again, it's something that came out on the farewell medley. Yes, yes. Yeah. The cello on the song, and I think that they've intentionally brought Greg in, uh, Greg Bailey in to to do that. I think you know when probably Greg and John. Greg um, X Wells and John Lowry were a part of that farewell concert, and, he, and they, they're doing this project. And young, actually, we, I think you probably, I can hear them saying, "I really liked what Greg Bailey did when we did the medley in in that concert. Let's let's bring him in to do something similar for this." And, yeah. and, I, and I think it, it works really well. Okay, yes, sir. Now the next one is one that I know you've talked about hearing this live before, and I'm a little jealous because that would have been something. I've always liked all over me. I've always liked the vibe and that, you know, that kind of bluesy um, feel to the thing. Um, again, one where the, the particular sound, the particular um, mode and setting on the keys mm. to produce a particular sound it is really tied into how I think of the song. Mm. So the intro to this really threw me. Because I was like, oh, this just doesn't sound like mm. all over me. Of course, Greg's still, Greg's still kicking it really hard. He's, he's, he throws himself into this one. He yeah. really does. Mm. Um, and he's, you know, I, possibly this is, he did his, he did his warm-ups, he drank some honey, he, you know, he did his exercises, um, but he... Yeah, I, I think this is a case where John Lowry was bringing his style to this song, and yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind that. I actually enjoy. It. I'm. Gl- I was so glad this song was. This was the one song that I had really wished was on the first on on the yeah, yeah. Petra album. I was so glad they had it on this song on this album, um, and, and I don't mind. Again, we're talking about. Obviously, the, obviously, with every song, they're trying something different. They always want to re-record what was done originally. Yeah. And I think of everything that's been on this album so far, while the sound is a little bit different, I think this is probably the best song we've heard yes. to this point. I, I think it is. It, I think it, it comes together. It doesn't overpower each other. Um, it really sort of this one works yeah. uh, as as something as trying to do it differently and John and, and a lot of that's down to what John Lowry brings on the keyboards um, it, it really adds, adds adds some stuff um, you know Kirk Henderson on the guitar he's doing some, some bits and pieces underneath it using some using some uh, some effects on the pedals and, and you know to try and, try and create a little bit of different sound as well um, and in this case it doesn't it doesn't clash. It, 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 it really blends well together. Yeah. So I, I quite enjoyed this version. Yeah. I don't think it's as good as the original, but I enjoyed yeah, it. And I'm, I'm probably, I'm, 
coming and saving it. I'm, I'm, I feel fairly, fairly similar about the next song as well. Um, another one where it makes perfect sense that this would be on there. This is another Greg song. No. This, this, this next song, I think, is the best song in the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, so praise you, the Lord. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't know if we mentioned this. I think we mentioned this way back in Captured in Time and Space. But Greg seems in his best mode as a performer and as a singer when he's just straight up doing praise and worship. Yeah. Um, uh, so th- this song I was I was vibing big time. Oh, uh, this was a dance. So I was well. like, yep, yeah, yeah, you know, you guys, you gotta, you gotta hit. Finally, when you hit the end of the album, you, you got, you gotta hit. It was good. Um, and I really liked the way they brought the reprise at the end of it. They sort of finished the song and then brought it back. That was it. So, and that was what I was going to ask. Like that's that's not that wasn't on the original. No, that's that's not on the original recording. Um, no. And I wonder if that's a thing that kind of would happen sometimes when they performed it live. Like they just kind of carry it on. Um, it was a, yeah, a fun little a fun little refrain there. And, and it's interesting because I was in two minds because when this song, when, when I was listening to this, um, and I'd forgotten, when I was listening to this in, in preparation for, for the podcast, I'd forgotten about the little reprise at the end. And when it sounded like they, they should have started the whole album with this song. Yeah. If, it, it would have been brilliant to start the album with this song. But then the, then the, then the reprise comes and I thought, actually... This would be the perfect song to finish the album. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, the album. Either uh, end, one or the other. But, um, I, I just feel like it, it, but it is. It is. It is. It is done well. Um, they all bring their, their bits to it. They, they, it sounds like they're enjoying themselves with this song. Um, yeah, this is this is a great version. This, this you know, I, I again, I don't think it's as good as what what we've heard on, on, on the original version on, on Catching Time and Space, but this is probably the closest to one where I go, at least it nearly competes. It, yeah. it, 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 it's, it's well done. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. So, unfortunately, that final spot, Dave, has to be taken by, um, like, an obvious contender um, in, in one of their all-timers. It is finished, because we're finishing an album, we're finishing an era, um... I wish they had finished before they put this song down. So we, you talk about this is the one, this is the one where whatever, like, whatever with Greg's voice, for me, this is the one that was the most noticeable on the whole album. That, because he sings most of it an octave lower. He's dropped an octave below at least for, 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 for massive chunks of the song, where he would normally be singing, it completely robs the song of its power. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, I can hear where you're coming from there, but the one thing I did really like of this version as compared to the Beat the System version where we know they used programming was Louis drumming. Louis, yep. Louis drumming. To me, this was... I almost feel like this was Louis' song. Like this, this was the song that Louis shined in. 
um, above everything. But what he was doing with his drums, you know, it, it, you know the beat, you know, the beat when it was coming in, when they, you know, the, 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 you know, the driving the nails, you know, bang, that, like he really, he nails this song in a way that I, I hadn't heard him do before. I, I think he actually, I think he, the drumming on this version is better than the drumming on um, Catching in Time and Space. The variations that he's bringing, okay. yeah, the variations that he's bringing, the the, the 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 impact that he's trying to have with with what the drums can do in a song, it, it really stands out here. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I can run along with that. Hmm. I'm um, yeah. I missed I missed the outro as well. I I, I don't yeah. like that it doesn't have it doesn't have that brilliant outro. Um, which we've seen can be can be done just as effectively on a bass guitar yes. as it can on the keys. Um, and, 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 then, and, and again, that begs the question, why maybe not have ended the album with the praise of the Lord? Um, well, yeah, exactly. A lot of things that we, you can look at in hindsight, and we can look at this and go, those are odd choices. Um, but got to acknowledge in that, like, a lot, a lot of times in projects like this, sometimes you're not really making choices. Sometimes you just, you're just laying it down, and let's just get it out, and let's put it together. And perhaps there just wasn't that great a degree of thought put into the order of the songs. I don't know. But, you know, I think the biggest thing about this project, like, like like we said, there's just so many mellow, laid-back, quieter songs on this album. It, 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 it domin it's dominated by, by those few songs. But to the extent that there's several songs that I, I just go, I, I'm absolutely gobsmacked that, that these songs weren't on this album when they weren't on the last album. Like, a, a song... As, as much as Without Him We Can Do Nothing, which was a, a Greg X Vols written song. Mm. Um, you know, why wasn't that song perhaps used on, on this album? Um, maybe, uh, you know, when, when, you, when you think back to, um, to Not of This World, maybe a, a song like, like Blinded Eyes or Lift Him Up, you know, these, these more upbeat songs that could have, just one or two of them, I think could have brought a little bit more life to the album, but brought a bit more of that rock feel, especially if you use one or two of them early on. Use one to start the album and, and maybe the second or third, like the third song, and then we can do a little run of mellow songs. I think it would have really brought it out. I'm just, yeah. I'm surprised that those types of songs weren't, especially without him, we can do nothing, weren't on this album after having not been on the last one. Well, I mean, there is, you know, I mean, look, there's a speculative question as to how they negotiate what songs they can use. Like, I have no doubt that Greg, Greg would easily, he would easily have permission for any songs that he wrote. Hmm. And John would probably get permission for any songs that he co-wrote. Hmm. Um, but, in the midst of all of this, they've got to put together an album that is going to have some big name songs in it, some of the really recognisable Petra songs. And at that point, you're at this place where it's like, well, 
we're, we're asking someone else, can we have your songs? Mm. Um, and if it's, if it's at this point where relationships are not, not I'm not going to say strained, but I'm just going to say things are not straightforward. You know, it's not an easy matter of calling up your buddy and saying, hey, do you mind? Um, so, you know, but, so I, I would say there were, there were probably limited choices for the songs that they had, and then out of what was available to them, they've got to pick, all right, well, what do we like, and what are people going to respond to? Mm. Um, but even in that, you know, even in that, your point is absolutely right. If you're calling your album Back to the Rock 2, you, you're kind of implying a heavy dose of hard rock. And, um, mm. yeah. It just doesn't seem to have it. Doesn't seem, doesn't seem to have it. It has it at points, but the album as a whole, I, just, a, I feel like it's a missing a little bit of punch. Yeah. And yeah. and I think if they'd added, a, like I said, if they'd added a couple of those those songs that I just mentioned that weren't on either album, um, just one or two of them, and maybe maybe dropped the coloring song. <laughs> that's a classic <laughs> it is a well I get it it is a classic song it's a big hit for the band and I get why it's on there um, I'm just more pointing out the fact that if you maybe dropped one or two of the, the, the slower level songs maybe the the, the cover song and, um, and and put in a couple more that's, that we, we might have been might have had a different feel because I think part of the reason why I struggle with this album is the fact that it takes so long to get into it. Like, yeah. if, if those those last three songs are the best three songs on the album. Yeah. And and if they'd done them earlier with a couple of other upbeat ones around it, you, you'd probably be sitting here going, actually, this isn't a bad album. This this is all right. But it, it just doesn't quite, you know, doesn't quite hit the mark. Yeah. Uh, I think we can get pretty quickly through the next bit, Dave. But, you know, just top to bottom, many of these songs displacing anything on our top 25 or even coming close to it. Um, no, no, there's no change. I can't see anything anything breaking in, which is interesting when you look at our top 25, and I'll go through it all, we'll go through it all at the end of the episode, but as I said, there are several songs on this album that are in the top 25. Yeah. It's just that these versions are not replacing them. Now, now here's here's where I'm I'm, I'm feeling a little controversial tonight, as we record this, Dave. Um, I I really struggle to, to, like, I really struggle to even hold this in the category of where we're ranking the Petra albums. Something about it, and there are elements of its production that fit, that are so disconnected from from Petra as an entity. I I I can compare it as we have been doing. Um, I don't feel like it's 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 not sitting on the same shelf. As as the Petra discography, this is. I feel like this is an outlier. It's almost a little bit the way we looked at two guys from Petra. Yes, yeah. sort of, sort of, more, not not really rating it in the album list because it's no, just yeah. so different. It's just not, and, and it's like it's a big deal because I, I recognize how many guys 
you know, this like it's almost Petra, um, but it's a case where I think a, num a number of the factors in the production of this album um, actually reveal a couple of really key things about about Petra and. Like it's the, the absence of Bob is just that's the most telling thing. And, and and this it's not like Bob's been absent from albums before, but he was not absent from like he he was connected and he was involved in the program still. That's right. But this one, this is happening without him completely. Yeah. Um. So look, my. If done to my head, I, I would just say, well, put this one on the bottom. Yeah. But, but, but really, yeah. and even really sitting, like, uh, sitting, uh, it with the not rating, sitting it with the concept of not rating it is essentially putting it at the bottom anyway. Yeah. Yeah, true. Because we're saying it, it, it doesn't match up. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't connect in. And so, like two guys with Petra, it's just, it's, it's different, but it's, 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 it's more different than perhaps, you know, it, it really, it, it just doesn't quite meet that, that level. So, all right. So, well, wow. What a journey. Do you want to go through these lists? We've come to the end of the journey. Like, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 albums we have, uh, we have reviewed. Um, at this point, 25 albums we've reviewed. We've come to the end of amazing journey. The end of the end of this ministry at this point. Now we're not going to be reviewing the 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 50th anniversary release because it is just a it's compilation. Not it's not new recorded material. So so you know what that means, Dave. It 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 means it's, that there's, there's no Petras albums. David, this is, this is, and, and there's no other way to say it, this is the end of the Petrospective. We have no more Petrospective, David. That's, that's, that's really sad. Well, we, it's, we, it's kind of huge. What the heck are we going to do? I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll talk, I'm going to go through these lists because we've been doing this journey yet. Yeah. The 26 episodes, 25 albums, and we've been building these genes and keeps, keeps up. And, and, and listeners, I am going to put this out on the, um, on the, on the Facebook page, on the, on the, on the, on the forums, and I'm also going to post links to the top 25 playlists. So I'm just going to go through these. I'll try not to move too quick, but I, I really, uh, now that we've come to the end of it, Lindsay, I'd really be interested to hear whether or not Anything surprise you? Like we've done this as we've as we've done it, but looking back now, I'm yeah. interested to hear whether anything really surprised you. And maybe as we're going, if something surprised you, of oh, was I can't believe we rated that that low or that was as high as that. You can just you know just mention it as we go. So here we go. The the two not rated albums, uh, two guys from Petra and Back to the Rock Two, which basically puts them at the bottom of the list. Yeah. So I'm going to come up from the bottom. Okay, and, and, and so at, at 23, we have Double Take. Um, I don't think anyone's surprised about that. At 22, we have God Fixation. And at 21, we have Beat the System. Yeah. At 20 is the original Petra album. 
at 19 is Come and Join Us. At 18 is Petra Craze 2. 17 is Back to the Street. And at 16 is No Doubt. I must admit, looking back, I, I, I'm a little surprised at how low No Doubt ended up performing. I, I thought it might move a little bit higher. Um, it was being the last project that Bob was doing before he moved on for, for a while, but you know, it, it, it didn't. It ended up being a bit lower. Um, what am I up to? 20? No? Uh, sorry, 15. 15 is Unseen Power. Mm. 14 is Revival. 13 is Never Say Die. 12 is Not of This World. And 11 is Washes Whiter Than. And for, uh, again, for you and I, though, if you go back and listen to the Washes Whiter Than um, episode, you and I are unashamed. We, we love that we album. I love that album. I'm surprised it fell that low. It yeah, is. It's interesting. Yeah, so, a little bit. But, yeah. yeah. All right. Number 10 was Wake Up Call. Number 9 was On Fire. Number eight was Petra Praise, The Rock Cries Out. Number seven was the classic Petra album. Um, number six, and we, we, we were, if you missed the episode, go back and listen to it, we rated the two, the, the, both the studio and the live version together as yeah. one project. Yeah. Um, and at number six is More Power To You. And I, I, I'm a little surprised that that one ended up at six and not higher. Number five is Farewell. Number four is Captured in Time and Space. Number three is Jekyll and Hyde. Number two is This Means War. And the number one album, which I don't think is really a surprise to any fan of Petra, any, any person who's done this journey with us, is Beyond Belief. Yeah. Anything really sort of jump out at you as I, I'm really surprised that that ended up where it did. Yeah, I mean, you know, things like, Something about it was like, I didn't realize we put Come and Join Us as low as we had, or the original Petra mm -hmm. album. Um, but, you know, again, you, you adjust a little bit, and you're like, oh, I guess... Uh, yeah, I guess when you see what's around it, you know, it, it's hard. You know what I think what I, might be interesting is... Um, is if you try to assess the list and say you can't use live albums, we're not doing live albums or, or the reissues, so you can't mm -hmm. do so you can't do farewell, and you can't do capturing time and space, and you can't do back to the rock. Um, take those out, and how does it affect how it plays? That, take those out, and the top five albums become Beyond Belief, This Means War, Jekyll and Hyde, More Power to You, and Petra Praise the Rock Cries Out. See, that, that sounds, that actually sounds pretty right. Yeah. So it's interesting, like... And the impact that the live albums had and how good they, they were. They are good. They're, they're, they're great. And this is the thing about, you know, the, 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 the vibrancy of a, of a live show. So. Yeah. All right. So the top 25 songs. Okay. Uh, top 25 songs at the end of this journey. Um, very interesting mix. I'll start at the bottom, work my way up, um, and then maybe just very briefly at the end, any song that surprises you that's not, that didn't end up making the top 25. Um, 
And I'm just going to give the overall list. We did a we did a Greg Exvales list, a John Schlitt list. We'll have them available on the Facebook page. We're just going to look at the, the, the top twenty five. Yeah, yeah. Okay, at number at number twenty five is Pearl. At number twenty four is Underground. At number twenty three is For All Your Worth. Number twenty two is I Will Seek You. Um, at number twenty one is No Doubt. I'm surprised a couple of songs that ended up in the, in, in this in this list um, at the end there. There's just uh, yeah, uh, I, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought of I will seek you. Well, underground, underground had a, had a big impact on us when we did the when we did the episode and and our guest that episode. But that was that was one of those ones where like we've got to fit every single song <laughs> <in the album. laughs> so, list. But as we as we've worked, I'm surprised it didn't end up dropping off. Yeah. yeah. Okay, number 20, Test of Time. Uh, my son really loves Test of Time. He's really taken to that song. My, my son's a budding drummer, my youngest son, and he really likes Test of Time. Um, number 19 is Love. Yeah. I'm surprised that didn't end up higher. Oh, I really yeah, am. It's, yeah, at the end, it was a stack. Seems low for yeah, that one. Number 18, Not of This World. Number 17, Backsliding blues. I'm, I was so afraid that that would have fallen off the list, so I'm glad that it's on there. Number 16 is All Over Me. Right on, yeah. Number 15, Rose Coloured Stained Glass Window. Mm -hmm. Number 14, Taste and See. Our, our, our Russia's White Event by Blaze. That's our consolation prize. Um, number 13 is the live version of Clean from Captured in Time and Space. Number 12, Seen and Not Heard. Number 11, Creed. In our top 10, at number 10, All Fired Up. At number 9, Chameleon. At number 8, Yahweh Love. At number 7, are you, are you surprised that that... I'm a little surprised there. That it stayed up that high? Yes. Yeah. Number seven, the live version of Jekyll and Hyde. At number six, the live version of Judas Kiss from the two guys from Petra album, but obviously recorded for Farewell. Yeah. Number five, the captured in time and space version of It Is Finished. At number four... The Captured in Time and Space version, Captured in Time and Space version of Grave Robber. I'm surprised that didn't finish higher. Except, when, ex good. except when you look at what's above it. Yeah, that's it. Number three, I think to a shock of a lot of fans, Beyond Belief didn't come at number one. Didn't come at number one. Number two, off our last recording, the Classic Petra Back to the Rock live version of Adonai. Yep. And at number one, our number one song, I Am On The Rock. Yep. So anything anything surprised you that didn't make the list? I, I, I'm going to throw out there, I'm surprised, and I know we talked about it when we recorded it, but even looking back now, I'm surprised This Means War isn't on that list. Yeah, it's, This Means War and He Came, He Saw, He Conquered. Mm -hmm. Um off, off this means war, and and they're both they're both quite quite far below, and the and the praise the the the, the praise medley, medley from Captured on Space, space. yeah. So they're, they're, they're the they're the ones that I, I I'm just I was surprised they didn't 
end up in, inside the top 25 as we finish the journey. Well, so, and, and as we've said, fans, as we've said, listeners, everyone has a different um, a different thought about what's the best and what's not. This is the joint version of the two of us, as well as some of the guests that we've had on as we've recorded some of these versions. You may very well have a completely different top 25, and that is totally fine. Absolutely. And hey, from the sounds of things, we're not even sure that we've got this the way we want it anymore. So <laughs> it's possible that one of the things we have to do, Dave, is go back to the beginning and start... Oh, over again. You you would go back and listen to all 25 albums and do 25 more podcasts? And we might get it finished in time for the 100th anniversary of Petra. Yeah, there's a maybe. But but having said that, I've got to say, Lindsay, I I really struggle to think that this journey, this Petrospective has come to an end on such a... A low feeling note. I'm not. I, I just don't think we can leave it here. I, think, I really don't think we can. They, the look, the petrospective is is done because there's no more petra to spec. That's that's the whole that's the whole issue. The, look, the CPR it didn't work, Dave. I'm sorry, the CPR did not work. If you've got some idea of how we can, I don't know, wake the dead. Then, you know, there's just this, there's just this thought inside me that that while Petra didn't always release the albums, the 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 sound of Petra can still be heard in some of the releases of the guys who were the voices of Petra. I mean, I, I really wonder what might happen if we if we had a little bit of a look at like an album. What if Greg X Vols released an album of his own, or, or, or what if John Schlitt had released an album of his own? Well, then we you know, that'd be something probably worth looking at and checking yeah. out. Well, maybe, just maybe, we might just have to do that. I think. I, I, I think. think the, so, yes. I think the Petrospective isn't the Petra Spective might be done but the retrospective I think may have a little bit more to carry on with well, po- po- poss- possibly possibly um, look yeah we, we 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 can we can carry this on I think <laughs> but yeah no I'm 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 I'm, I'm keen to, to, to keep going as, as long as people are still kind of tuning in and I guess the, the, the benefit of you know the benefit of podcasts and the way they are is, you know, if you subscribe and it shows up in your feed, it's there any time that you want to check it out. Like, um, I don't think people really, you know, schedule much of their lives around when their podcasts are being released. <laughs> you know, the, this this one, like, for us is, is just, it's been impacted by life and I'm mm. sure any of you guys and gals out there listening, I know that you're understand that and you go ah, look that happens to everybody it's been a crazy crazy it's been a crazy few years for the whole world hmm. um but look dave and you and i both have had some some significant disruption in the last six months yeah um and and, and we hope we really appreciate all, all you listeners that, that, that have journeyed with us and that you have stuck with us um and we hope that you've enjoyed this journey and we do hope like like we're 
we're not going anywhere. We're still around, and we hope that you will. We hope that you will enjoy this journey as it continues, and that you'll you'll weigh in on on some of the solo efforts of of, of Gregory Spells and, and John Schlitt and Hubble. There's all that stuff out there from Bob Hartman and from John Lowry. Lowry, yeah. So, 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 so like, let's not let's not be too coy. Like, and we haven't. This isn't a bit, people. We actually haven't made this decision. So, this is we're genuinely having this conversation now. But seriously, then, where should we start? Do you want to start with Shake? Uh, you know what? Uh, I actually, I actually think maybe, maybe we should do what we what we do. Let, let, let's go back to to Greg X Bowles's first okay. first um, okay. first solo album. Yeah. Um, I think that's where we should start because that that ties in quite significantly right in the middle of this project because he released that at the time he left the band and and and, and John Schlitt joined. So uh, I think that's where we should start. I mean, if you really want a deep cut, then you could go like what was it, Head East. I don't think we need to go back that far. <laughs> but no, I think I think what we'll do next I think maybe maybe the next episode we might do we'll start Greg's first album. First album. And then we might look at John's first album and then we'll start to we'll see where we go. Go from there and do yeah. some of these the other albums. But so so we're not done. We're we're, we're gonna we're gonna carry on and we, we we hope that you'll continue to join us and, and, and give us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Um as I said, I'm going to be posting the, the the lists on the Facebook pages. But if people want to give us feedback, Lindsay, yep, where can they do it? You can find us on Facebook. Facebook. We are on on Rock, a retrospective on Facebook. Um, we're connected with a number of groups there, and um, we uh, we do like interacting. It's a, it's, it's a, the, the place where we're the most active. We do have an email address. We mean Rock at gmail dot com. Can you feel free to drop us a line? I do get back to people eventually. Um, is how it works. But um, yeah, we'll uh, yeah, we'll keep we'll keep we'll keep running this one. This is we'll keep running. So so don't fear, everyone. We are getting back to the rock. Petra might not have quite got back to the rock on this album, but we are going to get back to the rock yeah, as, we'll we continue, as we continue this journey. So yeah, it's it's been a pleasure. Um, really enjoyed everyone. Um, I hope you've enjoyed uh, this first part of, of, of this legacy. And uh, I'll see you in the next part. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Alright, thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Your part in the legacy. My pleasure. Alright. Alright, so out there, all the pet heads, all the CCM fans. Um, even just people appreciating some 